welcome back to Brailcast Extra. Coming up this time, getting to know RNIB Reading Services, a session recorded on Tuesday the 6th of September 2022, moderated by Ben Mustill-Rose and introduced by Dave Williams. Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Brailleists Foundation. We hope you had a fantastic summer. Uh, this is our first masterclass of the new series and tonight we'll be taking a look at RNIB Reading Services with Connor Scott Gardner, a Braille advocate, an advocate for perhaps all things um, disability, it probably has to be said. Also a keen Braille reader, um, could I say a linguist as well, has studied uh, uh, Spanish and uh, and other languages, uh, academic and somebody who's, you know, very popular and speaks out a lot in our community and has been taking a look at uh, how to get the best out of RNIB reading services for accessing Braille books. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, Scott, Connor, Scott Gardner. I'll put my teeth in now. Hello, Connor. How are you? I am good. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, it's it's really great to be here and to talk a bit about RNIB reading services, what you can do with it, how you do various things with it, some of its more interesting features. But I'm going to start by talking a bit more broadly about the ways in which RNIB promotes books and offers different reading formats, because there's some confusion here, I think, and it's good to talk about various different offerings to kind of clear up a few misconceptions. So what some of you may really associate with the RNIB is the library, where you receive physical Braille books through the post. And that's a big thing that I know the Braillists have talked about and that blind people talk about a lot is being able to order these books on demand. And you may think, oh, well, you know, I've got my library account. That means whatever you talk about today, I can access that. And that's where we pause for a second, because there are actually several components to the RNIB library service. And if you're registered as an RNIB library user, you may not be registered for reading services. And so this is the first point I want to talk about is getting set up with reading services. So reading services provides several things. One of the big things it provides that I think it's fair to say it's probably best known for is it's talking books. So with reading services, you can go on a website or an app or use an Amazon Echo to listen to talking books. And that's an amazing feature, but it also provides Braille and text. And in order to register, you'll need to go to readingservices.rnib.org.uk. And it will give you lots of information about logging in and getting set up. Um, that's the first thing you'll want to do is set yourself up a reading services account if all you have at the moment is an RNIB library account. Now, of course, if you are concerned about this or have any questions, you can call the RNIB and someone will be able to help you over the phone. Equally, you can email them. So there's plenty of ways to get in contact to you know, ask them, oh, do I have an account? Do I not have an account? And it's really, really easy to get set up. I think it took me about five minutes to set up my reading services account. It's very, very simple. It just has an email address and password. So you log in and then you're presented with various different options. So you can search for books. Uh, the front page includes things like a, a getting started guide, which I think is great for those of you who are new to RNIB reading services. And it will also come up with some book recommendations. So that's a really nice feature. Now, one of the main ways people browse RNIB reading services is through the Easy Reader app. And you may be familiar with the Easy Reader app. It's produced by Dolphin. You can access it on your iPhone. And what you can do there is you can connect your RNIB reading services account with that app and you can go into the app directly and search for books. What I will say about that is that this is great and it, it's incredibly useful and it's probably the main way I access reading services. And there are a couple of ways you can read books in the Easy Reader app. You could download Daisy books, which tend to be audio books. So the RNIB talking books. And then with an Easy Reader, you just tap the play button and it starts to play your talking book. And you have several levels of navigation, but you know, this is the Braillist. We want to talk about reading Braille. So, Another great feature of the Easy Reader app is that you can download things like EPUB files. So EPUB is an electronic book format 
And when you go into the RNIB reading services section of Easy Reader, you'll want to, if you're using VoiceOver, you'll find a search field, but you kind of want to ignore that and keep swiping right past where you'll hear categories to, I think it'll say something like search all books. And if you tap on that, it will open up a screen where it literally has all the books. So you could just scroll through all of them, but it also has a search box at the top of that. And the reason I say to go there is because if you search in that box, you'll be able to find EPUB files as well. And what you can do when you open an EPUB file in Easy Reader is you can get your screen reader to read it to you. Or if you've got a Braille display paired with your phone, you can then read that EPUB file, which is displayed in Easy, um, yeah, in Easy Reader on your Braille display. So that that's a really useful thing that I want to talk about is um you know that, that that really great way of actually being able to access electronic books on your phone through reading services but one other feature that reading services offers is .brf files and i know the brailleist has done lots and lots of work talking about brf files in the past so i'll just very briefly mention that these are electronic braille files so there's no translation involved so you can't open a brf file and get your screen reader to read it to you they're designed to be either read using a braille display or embossed using a braille embosser whilst you can find the brf files in the easy reader app I haven't found a way of downloading them. So normally when you tap on a book, once you've found it, there is a download button. Now this may be an issue with my app, it may be a me problem, or it may be unfortunately something you can't do, uh, which is download those BRF files in Easy Reader. What I will say about that is while that is frustrating, reading a BRF file on an iPhone isn't really the best way to do it because you're going to need a Braille display anyway. So at that point, you may as well put your BRF file on your Braille display and read it directly from there. Pretty much every Braille display will let you do that. They will have some standalone features where you can put the BRF file on it. I'm especially thinking of things like the Orbit, Brailleian, Focus, they all have the capacity to read BRF files. So the best way of doing it is putting this BRF file directly on your Braille display. But of course, you might be thinking, well, how? I can't get on the internet on my Braille display. I can't search for the BRF file directly. And that's where a Windows PC or a Mac comes in. You'll need to download that BRF file from RNIB reading services on your computer and transfer it to your Braille display using a USB or an SD card. And that is a lot more simple than it sounds. I think sometimes when I say this to people, people go, oh, I don't know, that's probably really difficult. But if you're able to browse the internet, I promise you, you're going to be able to download these BRF files. And the way you do that is by searching. So you'll want to go to readingservices.rnib.org.uk you'll want to log in. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you're presented with this home screen. And one of the options on the home screen is title search. And once you open up that page, you'll be faced with this fairly comprehensive search page, which talks you through the various different file formats you can search for and the ways in which you can search. So you can search by author, by title, um, you can search by category and not put in an author or title at all. And I've recorded a demonstration which kind of looks at downloading a BRF file using this search page really from start to finish. And I'm going to play that for you so you can kind of listen to how that works in practical terms and some of the quirks of the web page. Because I, I, I didn't edit this demo. I really wanted you to see what it's like when you browse this page. I hopefully slowed my screen reader down enough that everyone should be able to access it. However, I will talk you through this demo afterwards. So let's start with that. Home reading services. Visited link RNIB reading services home. Search keywords. Edit. Search button. Link donate. Navigation region. List of two items. Visited link title search. Enter. 
Reading services, title search, reading services, reading services, title search, reading services, page has four regions, two headings and five links, reading services, title search, reading services, visited link RNIB, reading services, home, search keywords, edit, search button, link donate, navigation read, list of two I visited link title search, help and advice button, list end, list of two items, account button, menu link, log off, list end, navigation region end, main region, heading level one, reading services, title search, use the search options below to find titles that are available from the RNIB reading services site, please ensure you provide a title author or ISDN in the quick search field in order to perform a search. Blank. Alternatively, use the advanced search option to browse by category, narrator, etc. to fine-tune your search by duration. For example, if browsing by category or similar, there is no need to enter anything in the quick search field. Blank. The download process is in two steps. When you press the download link, the book is prepared for your account. This can take between 30 seconds and several minutes depending on the length of the book. Blank. Go to the pending downloads available from the account menu. In pending downloads, you can download your book if the download now button is available. Blank. Books are saved to your default downloads folder as zip files. In Windows 10, the zip file can be extracted by choosing the applications menu with Shift, F10 and choosing Extract All. The name of the folder will be the same as the file name without the .zip extension. Press Enter to select this option. The unzipped folder is created in the same folder as the downloaded zip file. You can then access the book or copy it to a compatible MP3 player or specialist. Daisy Player. Blank. For more information, go to the Getting Started link. Main Region End. Heading Level 2 Search Options. Heading Level 2 Button Collapsed. Quick Search. Edit. Enter Search Options. Show Advanced Search Region. Title Author or ISDN Edit. Type in Text. A-N-T-A-O-N-Y space H-O-R-O-I-T-Z. Format combo box to change the selection use the arrow keys. Daisy Audio. Braille. Escape virtual PC cursor. Produced by combo box RNIB only. Search button. Space search button to activate. Press enter. Searching title catalog dot dot dot. Reading services title search reading services. Page to find out more show. Grid with six columns and eleven rows. Column one. Row one. Title. Author. Series. Added. Formats. Downloaded. Link more yardy Anthony Horowitz's Sherlock Holmes number two. Anthony Horowitz. Anthony Horowitz's Sherlock Holmes no two. 17 Aug 2021, Braille, No, Link Nitrise, The Power of Five, Number 3, Anthony Horowitz, The Power of Five, No, 3, 22 Aug 2019, Link, 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 Return to My Home Page, Blank, List End, Link Next, Reading Services, Title Search, Read Grid with Six, Col- Grid with Six, Page 1 of 2, Grid with Six Columns and 11 Rows, Column 1, Row 1, Title, Author, Series, Added, Formats, Downloaded, Link Moriarty, Anthony Horowitz's, Anthony, Anthony, 7, Braille, No, Link Nitrise, The Power of Five, Number, Anthony, The Power 20, Braille, No, Braille, Went to Power, Anthony, Link Nitrise, Enter, Title Details Reading Services Title Details Reading Services Heading Level 1 Nitrise Nevada USA Nitrise Prison Sys Gaten The Main Read Heading Level 2 Title Details Link Add to Read Later List Definition List of 6 Items Authors Anthony Horowitz Series Title The Power of 5 Series Number 3 Adult Content No Reading Age 13 Plus Years No Of Print Pages 320 List End Definition List of 6 Items Categories Literature and Fiction ISDN 9781844286218 Copyright Horowitz Anthony Copyright date, 2007. Publisher, Walker Books. Date added, 2208-2019. List end, heading level 2 available formats. Download title and Daisy 2 audio button. Heading level 3 Daisy 2 audio. Definition list duration, 11 hours. Narrator Gmail. Narrator Tom's narrate human. List end, download title and Braille BRF button. Heading level definition list Braille code. Standard English Braille. Braille grade contracted. Braille type, transcribed. Number of volumes, 1. List end, 1. Number trans Braille and Braille standard Braille code. Definition heading level 3 Braille BRF. Down heading level definition list heading download title and Braille BRF button. Space complementary region. Download title and Braille BRF button to activate presenter. Your download request is being prepared and has been added to your pending downloads. Check the pending downloads page in a few minutes to check whether the download is now available. Alternatively, refresh the page and a link in the available formats will show pending download available now. Heading level 3 Braille BRF. F5. Title details reading services. Navigate list end. Download title and Braille BRF list end. Human. Narrate human list end. Down. Heading level 3 Braille pending definition list pending download available now. Heading left download title and Braille BRF button. Space complementary region. Download title and Braille BRF button to activate presenter. Alert downloading 191k alert download complete nitrise reading services user 119751brf.zip press shift plus f6 to cycle to the downloads bar area. Okay, so there's quite a lot to unpack here, but what I hope is that it gives you a good indication of how this process works. And I'm going to talk you through a few things. So firstly, what you would have heard on that page was a fairly decent explanation of how to conduct a search. Like I said, you can search by things like title or author. If you want to browse by category, you don't need to do that. What you'll have noticed I did is typed in the name of an author, and then I tabbed to where it said formats. And the first thing you'll have heard is Daisy Audio and then Braille. And there are other options below that, such as EPUB but I went to Braille and I did a search. It then opened up a page with the results. One thing you will have noticed in that demo is that um, the focus of my cursor jumped around when I was a couple of search results in. Now that can just happen. If you're loading a fairly big page, you start reading and then it kind of loads the whole thing. So then I went back up to the table of results. And what that table tells me is obviously the name of the book, the author, and the format. And when I opened up the book I wanted, I think 
this is something that I want to draw everyone's attention to particularly. So the page does give you a summary of the book. I kind of skipped over that. I didn't think we needed to hear the whole blurb of this book. And then you'll have noticed it gave some information such as copyright. And then below that, there was the option to download it as a DAISY audio file. And it gave some information such as whether it was a human narrator. Well, this isn't going to be available for every book. If your book is only available as a BRF file, you won't have that section. But what that page does show you is the various different formats you can download that book in. So I scrolled past that section to the BRF section. And what you'll have noticed there is it told me if it was contracted or uncontracted Braille, and it told me what Braille code. So it said standard English Braille. So what we know already is that that's in contracted Braille, and it's in standard English Braille, so it's not UEB. When you hit the download BRF button, it doesn't automatically download your file. And this is another area that can really trip people up. And I, I was a bit confused at first. I'll be honest, when I first logged into reading services and started using it, I was like, oh, that's a bit strange. That wasn't what I was expecting. I sort of thought I would hit the download button and off we'd go. But that's not what happens. Um, it has to kind of process and load your file. And it says you can go to the download section of your account, which I've done if I'm downloading multiple files, I might you know, start the process of it sorting out the file and then go and search for another book. But if I'm just downloading that one book, just give it a few seconds, you'll need a bit longer for an audio book because they're a bit bigger. But for a BRF file, just give it five or so seconds, refresh the page and then hit that download BRF button again and then your Braille file will download. Now, the step I didn't show in my demonstration is what you do once it's downloaded. However, on the front page, it does explain that to you. So it will download it as a zip folder, well, a zip file. And what most of you will probably know is that a zip file is a condensed, like a compressed folder. So when you unzip, a zip file, you'll get a folder. And all you need to do is go to your download section on your computer, find that zip file and either hit Shift F10 or the applications key. And you can arrow down until you hit extract all. And that will bring up a window where you can extract the files from that zip file into a folder. And it will automatically put you in that folder and there will be your .brf file. You have a couple of options here. You can either just copy over the BRF file to a USB or an SD card, or you can copy over the whole folder. And there's different reasons why you might want to do both. If you just want to copy over one book, then yeah, just copy over the file. But it may be that you want to copy over the folder so that you can have a bit more of an organized structure on your SD card for browsing books. Or you, you, know, you may have created a folder structure within that SD card and then just copy the file over. It's completely up to you but copy that .brf file over to your memory stick or your SD card. And then you want to put that in your Braille display. And here's where I can't specifically say, these are the buttons you press now, because obviously it depends on what Braille display you have. You know, if you're opening this file on an Orbit, it's going to be slightly different than if you're opening it on a Mantis Q40. But the crucial point being here is that you can get these files onto your Braille display. And even though at first you might be like, oh, this is a lot. And it is a lot. I'll be honest, you know, when you first start using reading services, I think it can be maybe intimidating is not quite the right word. But I think it can feel like there's a lot to learn. But actually, once you get into the flow of it, it becomes very intuitive. And what I will say to the RNIB's credit is there are a lot of instructions and there are a lot of prompts that will get you through the website. So if you're ever feeling stuck, there's usually some information on the page that will tell you what to do next. So that is a very, very short explanation of what reading services is. And I'm going to talk about one kind of final thing, and that is well, what if you want to read EPUB files on your computer? So I've talked about the fact that reading services offer things like EPUBs and that you can open them in EasyReader and read them quite easily on your phone. Well, here's a question. Can you open EPUB files on a Windows PC? Absolutely. You 100% you can do that. 
And there's a couple of ways you can open EPUB files. So you can either use Adobe Digital Editions. And whenever I mention Adobe, I think people get quite nervous because we tend to think, oh, is that actually going to be accessible? Yes, Digital Editions is pretty good, to be honest. Uh, it's, it, you know, it, it works certainly quite well with JAWS. So you could open that EPUB in Digital Editions. Digital Editions is a free piece of software, by the way, in case you were concerned about that. You can open it, and then as long as you've got your Braille display connected, you can read it in Braille. You could also read that EPUB file with your screen reader. Another piece of software you might want to look at is a program called Bookworm, which is kind of described as a universal book reader. So it's designed to be a very accessible piece of book reading software that will also open EPUB files. So these are just a couple of options for reading these EPUB books on your computer, which you can get by just going to the reading services website. And then instead of searching by format for Braille, you can go down and find things like EPUB. This, I feel like I've done an extremely quick overview of reading services. And I, I I probably have only scratched the surface. What I want to do now is open up for questions rather than carry on talking, because I know I've discussed a lot. So I want to give people the opportunity to ask a few questions. Yeah, well, hands coming in thick and fast already. So we're going to come to Dawn now. And after Dawn, we're going to come to Hazel. Uh, Dawn, you're good to go. OK, um, so. I have a couple of questions. So first of all, I live in the U.S. And um, so I uh, my two questions are, is there anything that RNIB offers, whether in reading services or in general, that you can take advantage of if you are international? And second, can you be registered with RNIB and or with reading services from NRIB? Uh, if you do not live in the UK? That is a really good question. I'm actually going to pass that question over to Dave, if that's okay. Sorry, Dave, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you work for the RNIB. That's all right, Connor. Yeah, no worries. So um, the UK, RNIB is is a sense, ostensibly a UK charity. It's the Royal National uh, Institute of Blind and Partially Sighted People. So um the 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 short answer is 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 not really but um there are uh things you can uh, do and there are services from RNIB that you you can enjoy so so it's, it's it's partly to do with the way RNIB is funded right because obviously uh you know people donating money to RNIB are doing so with the expectation that they are a national uh organization in the UK however you know we are aware that many people from overseas visit RNIB's website go to the RNIB online store uh and um you know sign up for RNIB information information and and receive that um via email so so you cannot join the library directly as an individual member but you can certainly visit the um the you know the website and you can find out what what books are there the way the library works in terms of international um readers is um to encourage you to contact your national uh, library and to encourage them to reach out to RNIB and that's the way in which hopefully the agreement of the you know the Marrakesh Treaty and um, you know access to uh, accessible books for blind and partially sighted people around the world uh, can be facilitated by a sort of you know an inter-library scheme so uh, you know, the idea is that the RNIB would make their collection available to a sister organization uh, overseas and 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 likewise. So um, I hope that um, addresses the question. Is there anything else that the RNIB can give to to international slash overseas people besides like, yeah, is there anything is there anything there that we can access in terms of books? In terms of just anything in general, really. So obviously, uh, you know, as I said, it's a na they're a national organization, but obviously, you know, no one's going to check your email address if you go and sign up for something on the RNIB website, right? So um, you can go to the RNIB website and you can avail yourself of, of all the information that is uh, that is there. You you know, you're 
able to join RNIB's, um, you know, social media channels and Facebook groups, and you're able to access the uh, the the store. And uh, in terms of library, as an in, my understanding is as an individual, and you can check with the library team, um, and I imagine they would they would confirm this uh, that you you cannot join as a, as an individual member uh, from from overseas, but um, you can certainly get books if you can persuade you know if you get enough people in your part of the world together to persuade your national library to reach out to RNIB's library so that you know you could um, get. Um, get books that way. Uh, if James Bowden is here, so James is RNIB's um, uh, Braille technical officer. I know he sometimes pops in. Uh, if you've got anything to add, James, um, feel free to uh, to raise your hand and we will bring you in. Yeah, um, so we'll go to James in a bit. Connor, did you have something to add on that? Yeah, I would just say that if you're in particular looking for BRF files, you you could, you know, reach out to NLS Bard and talk to them about them, but also to Bookshare in the US to say, look, this isn't available from Bookshare, but it is available from the RNIB. Do you have an agreement? And obviously for talking books, maybe NLS Bard would be your best bet to talk to the National Library Service about basically borrowing RNIB's books through the Marrakesh Treaty, which is all about accessible formats and exchanging books. So those would be the two organizations. If I was in the US, they would be my first kind of port of call. Yeah. And you can certainly search the catalog from anywhere as well. I think you don't have to sign in to search the catalog. So you can go to readingservices.rnib.org.uk and you'd be able to search the catalog if there was a book that you wanted that you weren't able to get locally. And then, as uh, Connor said, you know, you take that back to NLS or to Bookshare. And we'll bring in James Bowden on that topic. Now, James, you're good to go. You're absolutely right, Dave and Connor. That is the way it works. Um, you should approach your local organisations and get an interlibrary loan system going. Thanks for that, Dawn. I hope that was useful for you. hope you've got some things to follow up on there, even if it maybe wasn't quite what you were hoping for. We're going to come to Hazel now, and after Hazel, we'll be going to Claire. Uh, Hazel, you are now unmuted. Colin, thank you very much for that demonstration. It's Connor Decino. Connor, sorry. Uh, my apologies. Uh, I'm also an RNIB staff member on the Community Connections team, so uh, I use the RNIB reading services myself quite a bit. Um, I did notice as you were rushing, well, not rushing, but as you were going through the demonstration there uh, that maybe some other people aren't aware of is, yes, you can search the RNIB site, but you can also search other sites for Braille books as well. Um, so if, for example, it's, uh, I'm not sure if it goes through Bookshare or anything like that, but if it's not available at RNIB, it might be available through somewhere else, but you can get it on that site. I don't know if you're aware of that, Connor. Yeah, see, so there are various things you can do. And I, I don't know if you're, for example, referring to some of the interlibrary loans. So I know, for example, there's some books that the CNIB in Canada has produced, which you can access through reading services, for example, because they've shared a lot of each other's content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can, one thing you can do is you can filter. So there was a box that said RNIB only. And actually, you can move away from that to search kind of the entire catalogue rather than just the books RNIB has produced. Also as well, again, for Dord, uh, Project Gutenberg uh, might be an option for getting hold of EPUB books that you could potentially uh, read on your computer. Because I know um, Connor mentioned about the EPUB there before. So I don't know if that's of any help to you as well. Yeah, so Project Gutenberg is useful for books that are basically out of copyright. So invariably older books, but if, if that is something you're interested in, they tend to have multiple formats. And the, the scanning quality can really vary from book to book, but certainly for, for some books, it's, it's a good shout to go to for sure. Yeah, and there are lots of ways to get um, Braille access to books on on the fly. I think the the sort of the, the important thing to say about the RNIB only um, books uh, that come from reading services is that these have been professionally 
formatted by a human braille transcriber so all the layout and contents and everything's beautifully formatted you know in the uk our our sort of our, our, our sort of house style in the uk if you will is is indented paragraphs you know with two spaces and that's all there as well um so you don't get some of that when you're doing that on the fly braille translation with a a, a screen reader but certainly there are a myriad of ways to uh, to access uh, books in braille and we have uh, sessions about that from the braillist foundation media page and podcast yeah absolutely dave's completely right i mean i think if your goal is to get the book however you know you just desperately need that book there are there are so many different ways you can do that if what you want is really well formatted braille and and particularly braille then the brf files from reading services are going to have had a level of quality control that a random epub on the internet probably hasn't had Thanks for that, Hazel. Great tip there. Always great to hear from audience members who use these services that we're talking about as well, because you always learn something new. Going to come to Claire now. And after Claire, we're going to come to David Weston. Uh, Claire, you are now unmuted. Oh, hello. You mentioned USB sticks. Can you, to save the BRF files onto, can you connect them to an orbit or how would they work? Yeah, so on the Orbit Reader 40, you can plug a USB stick in there directly, uh, but you actually don't need a USB stick with the Orbit because what you do is you connect the USB cable directly from Orbit to your computer, and then it just behaves as a USB stick. So you can actually, you know, sort of cut out the need for it for a USB stick there. So you could only use your... Um, Display if it was attached with a wire for your computer. That's just to transfer the book. So if you download the BRF to your computer, then basically you then plug your Braille display into your computer and it will allow you to kind of move that BRF file over to the Braille display. Then you can quite happily unplug it and go off and read your book on the display. So the other, the other thing to say, Claire, is the chances are that you've already got the books on your card. So in the UK, um, people buying Orbit Reader from RNIB receive in that package the um, card that contains RNIB's electronic Braille library collection. So there's no need, um, unless it's a new book that's just been added uh, to the collection. Actually, you've already got thousands of um, electronic Braille books on the SD card that is supplied with Orbit Reader uh, in the UK. In grade one, the only things in grade one are children's books. Right. Well, if you want something specific in, in grade one, then you definitely need to let the library uh, team know that um, and they might be able to help with uh, searching the catalogue to see if there is a version of that in, in grade one. Was there something you wanted um, specifically? Um, well, we were looking for books to read for book club and the only grade ones, ones, the only grade ones were children's books. So we've been reading children's books, but it might be quite nice to read other books in the book somewhere else. Well, if you um, talk with the other members of the book club about which book you would like, then maybe we could put a special request into the library team to try and get that um, that produced. Oh, I don't know why they've only put children's books onto um, the card, because they do produce them in other formats in grade one. But on the card, there are very few in grade one, except for children's books. Yeah, so so pretty soon there will be a new card that will have many more books on there, and I suspect there will be more Grade 1 books in that updated card. But if there's a particular book that you would like, then it would be, be good to know if, if, if members of the book club are interested, and then we can let the library team know and they can get that on the, on the list. Yeah, so definitely uh, get in touch with us, Claire, via email or on any of the other Zooms um, if you have some thoughts around that. I'm uh, going to come to David Weston now, and after David, it's going to be Ian. Uh, David, you are good to go. I use an Apple computer, so I would like to know how easy it is to download Braille books through my Mac and therefore then to transfer them to my Orbit Reader 20. 
yeah so what i would say is it's basically in theory equally easy because it's really done through a web interface so as long as you know how to browse the web on your mac then you'll be able to navigate the reading services website and essentially go through it very much in the same way i did but obviously using voiceover on your mac and um, then download that book to your mac and, and unzip it and again transfer it across now i can't remember off, off the top of my head um how to unzip a file on the mac i i'm not a mac user so but as, as long as you can basically unzip files you can very easily just transfer it directly across very much the same as you do on windows because it isn't a specific piece of windows software you know it, it's just done through the web so that's the really great thing about it in theory you could use your phone you know to in, in safari and download these books and then again transfer them across in some way so because it's done through a website, it really is compatible across devices. Thanks for that, Dave. Uh, great to hear you as always. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll maybe we need to find an Apple expert or something like that to do a follow up. I'm going to come to Ian next, and after Ian, we're going to come to Leanne. Well, my a couple of questions really that are kind of related. Um, I like to use my computer as little as possible. And so I tend, if I'm downloading stuff from the RNIB reading service, to do it on my phone or my iPad. And what I would like to know is, is there some device I can attach to my iDevice, which would allow me to transfer um, a book directly from my phone, to, tra to transfer it from my phone, uh, uh, yeah, from my phone, to the Braille device. And a second and kind of related question is, I have a brilliant BI-20. And of course, all the online services are American. Is there any chance that RNIB's reading services could be an online service on a human wear or other uh, Braille display? Okay, so I'll get to your last question first, actually. So in theory, yes, yes, it could be on your Brilliant. What you would need to do would be to reach out to Humanware and basically say to them, look, I really want as a Humanware customer to be able to access RNIB reading services on my Braille display. And that doesn't mean they'll go, oh, yeah, perfect, it'll be on next week. But basically, the more of us who ask for this, I'm very much the same as a Mantis user. You know, I'd love for for RNIB reading services. And there's all kinds of technical and logistical issues why it hasn't happened yet. But I think the more of us who ask for it, it, it demonstrates that there's a need for it. So I would basically encourage you to reach out to Humanware in the UK and just have that conversation with them and just say, look, I understand it won't be done next week, but I want you to know that this is something I want as a user. Um, Cause it is something, you know, that I think we need to put pressure on companies to do. And so they they, they know we want it. Um, in regards to your first question, yes, there are absolutely devices that you can attach to your phone. So you can get um, basically SD card or USB converters that are USB to lightning or SD card to lightning. And what they are is just a small lightning cable with an SD card reader on the end or a USB reader on the end. And you can either plug kind of a USB stick or an SD card into them and then plug it into the lightning port on your phone. And then if you go to the files app, you know, if you're in the files app and you can see things like on my iPhone and then um, the iCloud drive, you'll then see like USB storage or SD card. And what you can do then is if you download it to files on your phone through the website, you can then just transfer it across. You can then move it to that SD card or USB and then just unplug that, that um, accessory. You're transferring it to the card rather than the Braille display, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then pop that back in your, your display. That's probably the best way of doing it. And, it, it you know, it, it comes in handy for other things. I take a lot of notes on my Braille display and then I'm like, oh, I wish I had this on my phone. Like, again, I can literally just transfer them across really quickly using one of these. And you can buy them on Amazon for about £5. So it's not, it's not like you're spending huge amounts of money. And as Connor mentioned, you can get some, you know, with the SD card um, uh, readers in them, but then you can get USB. So if you had, um, well, I know you don't have an orbit, but for displays that do let you do transfer via USB, you can skip this the uh, the card step as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, so like the Orbit 20. Well, the, bril the Brilliant allows you to transfer using US USB, so you can um, 
copy from the uh, computer to the display. It's worth giving it a go. I mean, all, all I'd recommend is just try it. Hope for the best. Fingers crossed. Um, if it doesn't work, then use a USB stick instead. I mean, I, I don't know for sure. I don't have a brilliance. So I haven't haven't given it a go, but it's, it's worth worth a try. It also might be worth just going into an Apple store with your iPad and Braille display and saying, look, this is what I want to do is transfer a file. Can I try to see whether the camera adapter, which is the official product that Apple sell, I think it's that's going to be more than a fiver. But if you wanted the official sort of solution, you could test that, you know, perhaps with um, a little bit of customer service support in, in a store uh, to find out whether that's going to work for you. Because the other thing, of course, is you would need to unzip that on your device as well um because it's the brf that you want on your braille display you can unzip those files that's not an issue the unzipping on on an iphone or an ipad is is fairly simple um i would recommend you know go into an apple store and then there's an element of if something goes drastically wrong they will be able to help you um what i would say is you can absolutely buy the official camera adapter it's probably not necessary and i think most people in the apple store would tell you that you don't you don't need it because i mean there's a reason why it's designed for cameras and not so much just for um lower data transfers it's usually about data transfer speed which is the you know the one perpetual struggle with with it being a lightning and not a USB-C. but that's that's a whole other thing And I guess um, if anyone is interested in that process of, you know, how do you transfer a book on your iPhone or iPad to a Braille display, definitely send us an email to help at braillists.org because there could be, um, it's probably not a masterclass material, but maybe there's a Braillecast segment there. Hope that was helpful. Uh, let us know how you get on. We're going to come to Leanne next. And after Leanne, we're going to come to Carla. Uh, Leanne, you are now unmuted. Yeah, I have a suggestion and I also have a question as well. Um, my first, um, basically my question is, does the website, um, the RNIB website, when you're searching for Braille books, does it have more Braille books than the actual Easy Reader app itself? Oh, James Bowden might be able to answer that one, but I suspect it comes from the same database. Um, so the Easy Reader app obviously struggles to read brfs as we as we know so you're probably going to want to go to the website anyway uh, but i suspect they call on the same database and uh we do have james with his hand raised james you can unmute if you uh, if you if you like yes it should be the same database so it should be exactly the same braille books available what i would say is as connor demonstrated earlier don't use the first search box on the website. Connor demonstrated pressing the title search link, which opens that second form with a second edit field. And underneath that is the format. And you can choose exactly what format you want to receive rather than getting every single possible format all mixed up together. So top tip there from Connor, use that second search field and the format control, bring it down to Braille, then you'll only get Braille books. Thank you. And my suggestion also, I don't know if it would be helpful, uh, like the Easy Reader app has the latest books um, within the app, would it be possible for the website to have the same? So like, so that we're not downloading the same books, uh, Braille books? Yeah, so that they are the same, both um, are calling the same database. So, so whatever you get an easy reader you should also be able to get on the website no i think her suggestion is more that so on the easy reader app there's actually a tab when you go to reading services which says basically like latest or recently added so you can see the most recent books that have been added to reading services yeah that's right connor right okay so you want the the latest as a kind of a, a browsable category on the website yes if, if, if possible yes i'm sure it is possible i'm surprised it's not there okay I think we have James again on that. Um, yes, it is currently not there, but I know that our wonderful IT development department are working busily on this right now. Um, it is definitely something that many people have asked for, and it's definitely being dealt with. Watch this space. Thank you very much. Thank you.
there you go. Good to know that that is being worked on, even if it's not available right away. So let's keep our eyes peeled on that one. Going to come to Carla. You are unmuted. Hello there. Yes. Um, just a question. When I first joined um, RNIB Reading Services, um, it was recommended that um, we use Google Chrome as a browser. Has that now changed that we can use Microsoft Edge? Or I mean, I've, I've obviously heard that you can now use Safari. So um, has that now changed that you can now use Edge perfectly happily and it's it'll work? Yeah, I mean, what I would say is you can basically use any browser. Now, will you get the best experience ever? So I'm not an Edge user, so I can't comment on whether the experience is perfect. I think the main um, thinking was certainly, depending on when this was, it used to be that Edge wasn't working so well with screen readers in general, whereas that has changed in, in recent years. So it, I would think that you could use Edge if you wanted to. It may be that Chrome gives you the best experience. Right, okay, thank you. I can tell you that Edge certainly does work. I use it. Um, and the only top tip I would give you for Edge, and I don't know if it's the same in other, other browsers, um, and I don't know if it's in other screen readers or just a JAWS thing, the table of search results, once you've done your search, you get a table of results, links down the left-hand column to each book, and then you that's the title column, and then you've got author and series and so on and so forth. Those links are actually in table cells, and if you navigate to the cell, JAWS may not actually click the link inside the cell. I don't know if that's a JAWS problem, um, so sometimes you have to tab to the link and then you can activate it in the normal way that's the only thing i would say is possibly an issue with edge i don't know if it's an edge thing or a jaws thing okay brilliant thank you james we've got another recommendation for edge in the chat from wendy as well i'm going to bring hazel in quickly again um who i think will probably have a tip for you on this hazel you're good to go um i I'm not an edge user myself. I normally use Firefox or have been using Firefox until uh, very recently. Um, you can, um, with the web browser, and I think it's more a Windows option, uh, there are some quick key commands that will get you straight to the table. Um, so by like pressing T will get you straight to the table and you can browse around using navigation keys within the table. Um, but one thing as well with the RNIB reading services on the website is when you first do the search, you, it only comes up with 10, a maximum of 10. You can have it so that you can actually have up to 100 listings at once on that page. Um, so if there's say two pages and say there's about 24 books or whatever, instead of having it on two and a bit pages, you can actually all have it on the one page. Yeah, that's a great point. That's definitely useful when it, like you say, it's smaller quantities that there's not really much point in splitting it over multiple pages. So it'll just be a box where you can change how many search results you want to feature per page. Thanks for that, Carla. Hope that uh, hope that helped. Um, no more hands for now, but I had a quick question for you, Connor. Um, We've we've spoken a lot about sort of different what you might call reading combinations, right? We've spoken about you know bookworm, Adobe digital editions, reading a, a BRF on your iPhone, using a Braille display, reading a BRF standalone on your browser. Many many different combinations. I, I guess to a certain extent, this is always going to come down to personal preference. But what what do you find? Are, are there are there go-to combinations that you will use in specific situations, depending on what you want to do or, or your circumstance? Or is it is it really just what works best for you? Yeah, like 100%. I mean, for me, it, it's obviously personal preference, right? So I can tell you what I do and someone else might think that's horrible. So what I do is EPUB files. Um, I may read them on my computer using either Bookworm or digital editions, kind of interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. Really depends on what you prefer. Um, EPUBs, I will also read in Easy Reader, particularly if it's an academic book and I want to read it, you know, with a screen reader, but being able to switch between Braille and screen reader, that's useful for EPUBs. I may have it in Easy Reader, getting it to read using text to speech and then just kind of um, switch that out. If I'm reading BRF files, it's just standalone on my Braille display and I won't have it connected to anything else because there's no point, right? The, the the best reading experience you're going to get with a BRF is 
on your braille display or literally by embossing it i don't recommend that with with full length books um, unless you've got a lot of paper around but those are kind of my main ways of doing it so it really varies based on what i'm reading and and for what purpose as well we've also got a message in the chat from carla who says that you can send EPUBs to Kindle and potentially read them using the Kindle app. Do we know if the, I guess that's going to work? Okay, because is there DRM on the on the RNIB ones, or is that not the case? There certainly isn't on the Daisy books, so I would be surprised if there is on the EPUB files. Um, I'm pretty sure there isn't. So yeah, you could send it to Kindle. I mean, at that point, what I would say is. I mean, you could literally just drop them in your iCloud drive if you've got that on your computer and then open it in the Kindle app directly from your phone. It will have transferred it over. Um, I tend to use Send to Kindle for, I guess I would say I probably wouldn't use it for RNIB reading services because there are already robust ways of opening it, but it absolutely is a way of opening books. And I mean, that is a demonstration in itself because there's some setup you need to get that working. Connor Scott Gardner, thank you so much for all your insights, suggestions and expertise this evening. We very much appreciate that. And uh, Ben, thank you for helping with the uh, moderation and to all of you for your questions. It's your Brailless Foundation and uh, you are the reason we turn up until next time from all of us here at the Brailless Foundation. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Brailcast Extra. You can find more Braille-related content by subscribing to Braillecast, all one word, in your podcast client of choice, or listening to Braillecast, connecting the dots for Braillists everywhere on your smart speaker. For the latest information about future Braillist events and how to join live, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter at braillists.org slash newsletter slash sign up. You can also visit our events page at braillists.org slash events. If you have comments on this recording or suggestions of topics or guests for future events, we'd love to hear from you. Please email help at braylists.org. You can also find the Braylists on Twitter at Braylists or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Foundation. Finally, if you like what you've heard, spread the word. We welcome new listeners and live participants alike, so if you know other people who are interested in Braille, please tell them where to find us. In the meantime, on behalf of everyone at the Braillists, thanks for listening and bye for now. The costs of producing this episode were defrayed by a grant from the Activate Fund of the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information, visit wcmt.org.uk.